Hey, Mike here from Muscle for Life and Legion Athletics back with another episode of the podcast. And this time around, I interview Jared, who recently completed my 90-day coaching program, which helped him lose 23 pounds, 6% body fat, and five inches off his waist, while also gaining a significant amount of strength on all of his major lifts. If I remember correctly, he added over 100 pounds to his big four, to his squat, deadlift, bench press, and overhead press. And what's even more impressive is Jared did all this at 42 years old with a family and a very full-time job. And in this interview, he's going to walk us through this journey. He's going to share with us what he had done previously and what worked and what didn't, how he found his way to me and my work and my coaching service in particular, and how he and his coach worked through a number of challenges, including previous injuries, dietary hurdles, and more. And lastly, Jared is also going to share with us some of the biggest lessons that he learned along the way, some of his biggest personal takeaways. This is where I would normally plug a sponsor to pay the bills, but I'm not big on promoting stuff that I don't personally use and believe in. So instead, I'm just going to quickly tell you about something of mine. Specifically, my 100% natural post-workout supplement recharge. Recharge helps you gain muscle and strength faster and recover better from your workouts. And it's also naturally sweetened and flavored and it contains no artificial food dyes, fillers, or other unnecessary junk. All that is why it has over 700 reviews on Amazon with a four and a half star average and another 200 on my website also with a four and a half star average. So if you want to be able to push harder in the gym, train more frequently and get more out of your workouts, then you want to head over to www.legionathletics.com and pick up a bottle of Recharge today. And just to show how much I appreciate my podcast peeps, use the coupon code PODCAST at checkout and you will save 10% on your entire order. And lastly, you should also know that I have a very simple 100% money back guarantee that works like this. You either love my stuff or you get your money back, period. You don't have to return the products. You don't have to fill out forms. You don't have to jump through any other hoops or go through any other shenanigans. So you really can't lose here. Head over to www.legionathletics.com now, place your order, and see for yourself why my supplements have thousands of rave reviews all over the internet. And if for whatever reason, they're just not for you, contact us and we will give you a full refund on the spot. All righty, that is enough shameless plugging for now, at least. Let's get to the show. Hey, Jared, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Hey. I, I was just looking. I now, now I realize I remember who you are with your before and afters. Um, <laughs> and are, are you in better shape now than you were in your 20s? Uh, yep. Yeah, I, that was my guess. I was like, this dude is like jacked now. <laughs> you're, you're, how, old are you, how old are you now? Um, 43. That's pretty cool. So yeah, at 43, you, you are in better shape than... Is this at any point in your life? Yeah, I, I'm pretty close to the best shape. I mean, I don't think I, I mean, I got down to maybe 12%, maybe in my 20s, but okay. never like, I mean, seven, 8% is body fat is, you know, amazing. And you have size too. Like you, you, you've, yeah. put on a, you've put on a fair amount of muscle. That's great. Some of the things that, you know, from your program that I had kind of been afraid to do, deadlifts and, and squats. And, you yeah. know, I think through the program, I, you know, I was kind of, you know, I had lifted in my 20s 
and I was really kind of afraid of hurting myself. That for the abs and the midsection made a huge difference for me. So. Yeah. So before you found me and found my work, what did, and I guess it sounds like your kind of personal fitness journey started in your 20s. So tell us a little bit about your story, you know, just going back to, even if it goes stretches back to then and, and then where, how, how did that go from, let's say, you know, your 20s up until just recently? What did you try? What worked? What didn't work? You'd mentioned not wanting to squat or deadlift. Was that due to injuries, you know, so forth? Yeah. I mean, I started in my 20s. Uh, I mean, I work in software and so I had kind of very sedentary work lifestyle. And when I got out of college, I, you know, kind of didn't really have that discipline around exercise and eating right. And so in my 20s, I started kind of exercising. I followed, uh, I think there's a there was a program I kind of embraced, but it was mostly around, you know, lifting. But, you know, mostly it was about how to efficiently get in and out of the gym, do it as little time as possible. And I had started lifting heavy weight then, but I still kind of, um, you know, I would shy away from anything like, you know, the bar, mostly because I was afraid of hurting myself. And, you know, I made a mistake. And then the diet, you know, I'm mostly kind of, it wasn't as disciplined, I think, as your program. And I think it was more of like, hey, just kind of keep it under control six days a week. I think the big thing for me is the tracking and really kind of keeping track of what I'm eating, calories in, calories out, makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, Have you found that that has now helped with um, that more intuitive style of eating? Because I think it makes it hard if you don't understand, right, the, the, the fundamentals in play, if you don't understand energy balance, if you don't understand macronutrient balance, what does that mean then to like keep your diet under control? There's no context. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, definitely, I think uh, my notion of what's healthy has changed because I used to think cashews, that's healthy. But if you eat too much of the cashews, it's not healthy, you're going to gain weight. Right. And I think I knew that, you know, law of thermodynamics, energy in equals energy out. But for me, it was having to kind of look at each food I eat, track it, know what the calories are. It totally changed my perspective on, I think, what I eat too, because if, even now I, I'll pick up fruit more than I would have ever picked up in the past mostly because I can eat more of it and fill up you know, with less calories. Yeah. Vegetables are great like that too. Yeah. I mean, broccoli, I mean, I'll eat a ton of like roasted broccoli at night because, hey, I can eat a bunch of it and feel full. Whereas in the past, I don't think I paid attention to the caloric value of it. I think, you know, a lot of those selection diets had kind of convinced me, oh yeah, it's okay. You can eat all the carbs in the world or all the, you know, grapefruit in the world. Yeah, or these days it's all the fat, right? Oh, I mean, if it's, if it's healthy fat, quote unquote, then you can just eat as much as you want. Yeah. And I, I think I, you know, I went through that phase and I had success on and off, but it's, it's purely, I think a psychological thing. And I think you uh, turned me on to that book, Mindless Eating, mm, that was good, which right? really helped me. Kind of, yeah. That's an awesome book. But a lot of that kind of helped me kind of, you know, understand how to kind of manage my diet. Now I feel like I'm in control just from tracking and thinking about the foods and I always felt kind of at the whim of my body, you know, and now I feel like because I'm measuring it, I know what's working, what's not working. I can change things. I can move things around. Um, and, you know, even if I'm, you know, I have a meal plan, but if like in the middle of the day I decide, hey, I want to have a cheeseburger, I'm in, a, you know, in that mood, I can have that as long as I change around my calories, move things around. I think that was the biggest thing about your program that really helped was kind of getting disciplined about tracking what I'm doing. Yeah, makes sense. So how did you find your way to me? Because you had tried, you tried stuff previously, and I guess you weren't happy with the results, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I think I, I um, last January, I got kind of really at the peak of my heaviness. I think I hit 240, 48. I was really heavy, and I just decided that I wanted to get thin again. And I started kind of reading around for programs worked, and uh, I kind of come across your, your book, and I read that book, and I was like, wow, this is really interesting. And I started applying some of the ideas. 
but I, but I felt, and I dropped, I think about 20 pounds just from kind of following it. But then I really kind of wanted to get really serious about it. And I saw your coaching program and your meal plan program. And I was like, Oh, you know, I really feel like I'm doing this, but I'm not doing it the full enchilada kind of thing. So for me, it was like, well, let me try and you know work with the program to get this kind of close advice and see what I'm doing. Because like, even though you read something, it's hard to kind of, unless you're living it with someone who's done it before, it's really hard, I think, to get that real advice. And so when I worked with the trainers and the, the coaches on, online, it felt like, you know, oh, here's what I'm doing this wrong. I need to change this. I need to change that. And also it helped me get over some of my, you know, they helped me kind of figure out how to kind of work slow back into the bar uh, and lifting, you know, with heavy weight and, you know, how to deal with not having a spot or, you know, it's like always just like a little bit of a blocker. You, you know, when you go to the gym, you think, oh, well, how am I going to do this? But now I'm back to do an incline bench bar. And I, you know, I was really kind of scared without a spotter to do that. And, you know, I got tips from, hey, look, you know, move it into the cage, do this kind of stuff. I mean, that was really kind of helpful. Yeah, yeah. Share, why not, why, you want to share with us some of the tips? Because that's also one of the things I like about these interviews is I try, I try to do my best giving a, as much of a one-size-fits-all approach as I can in the books. But of course, there are circumstances that just uh, require adjustments. And that's why a lot of people reach out to me via email and I'm happy to help. Again, in these interviews, which is uh, one of the things I like is we can get into like specifically for you, what were some of the obstacles that you you had to overcome? Like what were some of the things laid out in the book that you weren't sure about, or, or maybe you just couldn't do? Because again, if like, let's say you, you can't deadlift or you couldn't deadlift because of a, an issue that you were having physically, how did you get around that kind of stuff? I mean, a lot of it was, um, you know, just mental. If you've lifted before and if you hurt yourself. And did that happen? Did you, did you hurt yourself pretty much? Oh yeah. Yeah. In my twenties, definitely hurt my back. Not like, you know, go to the hospital or anything, but just like slight injury here and there. And then that kind of puts you off of like, Hey, you know, I don't want to do that because yeah. if I hurt myself, then I'm not going to be able to lift or work out for a couple of weeks. And so, like, you know, I think a lot of it was finding how to safely do things. I think the, a lot of the advice on form and basically kind of being able to kind of videotape myself in the gym and then basically say, hey, what am I doing wrong? How am I messing up? But also a lot of, like, tips about how to, like, do things with, like, uh, you know, like if bench, a lot of the gyms don't have, like, safety bars on the bench moving it into kind of a um, deadlift cage and then mm-hmm. be putting the bars there. Tips like that were kind of really helpful. I think I wanted, didn't want to do initially um, uh, seated shoulder presses. And so the tip was, why don't you just do them standing? Yep. And that kind of helped me because it kind of mentally broke that whole like – you know, you're sitting down and if you if you drop that weight, you feel like you're going to drop it on your head. And, uh, you know, so a lot of it was, for me, it was mental. You know, have someone get, hey, try this, see if that breaks you out of that mental kind of model was really the big thing. And it was more just like, you know, someone to kind of brainstorm an idea. I, you know, I didn't think about doing it that way or, uh, but a lot of it was just about like understanding gym equipment, safety equipment that I didn't really know what it did at the gym. I mean, maybe that's just obvious to you, but to a lot of other people, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. And I, and I see people at the gym now too, who don't, they'll take all the safety bars off and be lifting weights. And I'm like, why? Maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but I think that was a big tip. To be fair, I, I guess I, these days I, I'm not using, I'm not squatting with safety bars, but you know, I'm also not necessarily going to, I'm really not going to absolute failure in squatting. And, and you're probably, you've probably experienced it now where the more you work out, the more you understand your scale of RPE, right? Like, so your scale of exertion and how many reps you have left and whether you should go for that next rep or not. And especially also knowing that you do not have to go to absolute muscle failure and you, and you really shouldn't be doing it on your big compound. I guess maybe you could do it occasionally on a press, uh, like a bench press, but there's really no need to save it for your isolation work. And even then you don't really have to be doing it much. So 
there's that's also nice to know where as long as you know you know where that one or two reps left in the tank point is as long as you know what that feels like you get to a point where you just don't really get stuck anymore. Yeah, no, I, it's more it was for me, it was like getting in there. Once I was actually, I felt comfortable with that exercise because I'd done a lot of dumbbell lifts. You know, if I drop the weight, nothing's going to happen. I yeah. always felt, and it was more of a mental thing than anything else. Yeah, that makes sense. And so like the safety bar thing for me was more of like, how do I start to get familiar with doing the form right? Um, you know, especially with a bench, you know, you want to come down really low into your chest if you don't have that kind of safety bar there, it's like you might cheat a little bit. So lots of stuff like that kind of helped me make that transition to, hey, I was kind of doing some stuff to like, hey, I've got the form down. Um, if there's an exercise I'm scared on, you know, I can find some way to put myself in a space where I can do it by myself. And I think the big thing was I didn't have a spotter and someone to work with. And I think that makes a big difference. If you got someone to work out with, I think it's a different thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but like you said, you can't do it by yourself. I've worked out alone for many months uh, at a time. And I prefer working out with somebody, of course, but you got, you do what you got to do. Okay. So you find the coaching program and where did you start? Like what was your starting point when, uh, when you signed on? I was, I think I was around 221 and around, I want to say close to 20% body fat. Okay, cool. And then, and then it's a, a three months later, you're now around 192, right? You're, you lost about five inches on your waist and uh, you're, you've lost about 6% body fat. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm down to, I think, I mean, right now I'm down around 186. Oh, wow. So, um, so you've kept going. And, Very nice. Yeah. I keep, I keep going on the program. So I'm right. That was last June, July. And now I'm 186 and I'm pushing about 8%. Very nice. Very nice. And so what you're just, you're, are you maintaining now or what, what are you doing now? Um, I went into bulking a little bit over the holidays yeah. <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> and I've been just kind of mini cutting after the holidays to get back to where I was. I, I mean, I really like being super lean. It feels really good. And so I kind of, why, what do you, what do you like most about it? Well, I've never had a six pack in my life. So for me, it's kind of awesome and it's amazing and it feels really good to be that thin. I'm just, now I'm kind of working with the coach to kind of figure out how do I go back into that bulking phase, put on more muscle, get bigger. There's always that kind of mental fear in my head about um, not wanting to get fatter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of working through that. But um, and again, this, you know, one of the things about the program that I really like is that this kind of helped to kind of like, hey, here's how you do it. Here's if you start to see this change, uh, maybe you should dial back your calories. I mean, that's the beauty of working with the coaching program. I think because I've been like. This kind of ongoing advice and everything is, as you said, it's it's not one size fits all. It's very you know, situational. The things that I'm struggling with, a lot of them sometimes are they're in my head, um, but it helps to have someone to talk you through it and ask you questions and say, hey, what you do differently? Um, that's where I'm at. So I mean, I mean, I'm super lean. It's awesome. Yeah, it's fun being lean. It's also it's also though you're gonna, you're experiencing the curse now because once you get really lean, anything other than that kind of just feels unacceptable, and you have to you just have to recognize that and not be too neurotic about it. Basically, <laughs> it definitely feels like if you, if I gain two, three pounds, I feel fat. In retrospect, it's nothing. Exactly. And that's that's how you have to look at it. And it's also, I think it's good to go through the experience now of doing like a lean bulk phase where you're going to put on a bit of fat. You don't have to go up to 15 or 16%. Um, like the last time I did it personally, I started very lean. So I was off of a cut, uh, maintained seven or 8% or so. And then I got up to like, I want to say 12 or 13%. And it wasn't so much that my body fat bothered me because I had done this before. And yeah, I prefer to be leaner than fatter. Sure. I got to the point where I was just sick of eating like I just had enough of eating, you know, whatever, 4,000 plus calories a day. And uh, so I went for a good like four or five months and I was like, all right, I've had, I've had enough. 
but it's good to go through that experience and then get back down to where you want to be again, just so you see, just to reinforce that, yeah, you know that, of course, now the mechanics don't change. Your metabolism is going to work exactly the same as it did the first time, but it's more just, you know, that ah, you can do that. You know what I mean? You can, from a dietary perspective, it's easier to lean bulk in some ways and that you feel like you're kind of, uh, you just have all these extra calories to play with. And then you can also then just dial it in. It's just, again, it's reassuring that your body composition really is under your control. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have had that, you know, mini experience. I haven't gone the full bulk up to like 15%, but, you know, I definitely can see that it's in my control now, which is great. It's been definitely like life-changing for me. I mean, that's the other big thing for me. I now have kind of feel like I can work my way through food. I mean, that was the big thing for me. The whole, this whole program has been like, I love food. When you talk about 4,000 calories, I'm like, I want to eat everything, you know, if I could. But finding that discipline and control and being able to kind of not feel like I'm being forced to eat a certain way is kind of the big, the big thing for me. And I think that's, you know, really kind of been powerful. It's like, yeah, I'm going to bulk up sometimes and I'll be able to eat some more calories. I'll lean up some others and I'll be able to have to cut back, but I'm still enjoying all the foods that I love is a big thing for me. So yeah, in that sense, flexible dieting works very well. For some people, when it, when it comes to cutting in particular, they actually prefer to be to follow a more restrictive style of eating simply because for them, they find it hard to control themselves. So if they uh, allow themselves too much of anything, they just know that it's more likely to kind of not necessarily spiral out of control, but it's it just takes too long because you know, they're in essentially 50% of the deficit that they really should be in because when they're trying to eat the, you know, 100 grams of chips or something, they it turns into 200 grams of chips like 50% of the time. And so, you know, I think it makes sense. Even, even that you could say even falls, I guess, under the purview of flexible dieting and that it's for you. Like you need, you can be as flexible as works as it works for you. And in the end, like what can you stick best to if it's too flexible and you can't really stick well to it, good, then make it a little bit more restrictive. If you really don't care and about like if you have no problem eating the 100 grams of chips every single time, even though you love the chips, you're done with that last one, then great. Make your diet very, very flexible. For me, I, I don't know, maybe I'm using the the tracking app sometimes. I'll yeah, use like uh, MyFitnessPal like, or something. Yeah. But you know, for me, if, uh, if I want to go off, I generally am really good about tracking. Yeah. And that's kind of the one rule I have. It's like, I'll just track and... But I found that actually just tracking creates this mental thing of like, I can't have that. So, hey, you know, I already had that. So I'm good for the day. I mean, I've been in that binge eating place. I don't think I knew what I was eating. You know, you just, you know, have a handful of cashews or nuts or something, even if you just keep eating. Whereas if you know you're going over by 100 calories, you know, you're going over. So you're like, it's a conscious decision, at least. At least for me, it was like that notion of I'm making a choice to eat now beyond what I'm supposed to was powerful. I mean, for a lot of people, that may not be, you know, a conscious thing, but I think I didn't really know what I was taking into my body. And I think that made the big difference for me overall. Yeah, sure. And not knowing how it impacts your body either. Like not not understanding the consequences, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I think also, you know... Um, it's also about a lot more protein and just balancing things. I also, like, I think I also found foods I enjoy more where I was tending to eat, you know, whatever I could get my hands on or whatever was available. And now I tend to eat like, you know, I'll be more thoughtful about like vegetables and fruits, but also like, you know, proteins having like clean chicken, um, just cause it, it's more filling. So like, you know, when I'm looking at the calories at the end of the day and I'm like, Oh, you know, I have 500 calories left. It's like, do I want a chicken breast or 
Do I want something else? And I'll actually be more conscious about everything. So I think it's not just flexible. I think it kind of, for me, it's become kind of a game of, you know, what can I eat and what should I eat? And, you know, making sure that I'm balancing everything out. It's like uh, maximizing your calories, basically, in terms of not only your body composition, but also just enjoyment. Yeah. So, and I think that works for me. So, I mean, for me, it's been, the eating part is so powerful. Like it's, especially in today's world where it's just, everything is, you know, like there's tons of junk stuff out there and it's hard to realize what you're eating, you know, especially if you go out to a restaurant, it becomes, I mean, that was like another big thing. I think uh, I learned how to track restaurants have, you know, a lot of them don't have their calories on their menus. And it's like, how do I make that work for myself? And I think, you know, I started kind of picking more simple foods when I would go out to eat. Like I'll have things like, you know, um, oysters. I know there's one oyster. It's one, you know, the calories are pretty consistent. So I got like a lot of these kind of like, how do I eat? How do I function also with my friends and go out and eat and not feel like I'm trapped in a diet? It was a huge thing for me. So like, you know, being able to go out socially and not feel like I have to live like a hermit was like a big transformational thing for me in this whole program. So yeah, totally. How did the holidays work for you? Because I mean, it sounds like you did what most people do. You just ate uh, more than you normally would. And how did that play out? I mean, I mostly just kind of up. I was up in my calories uh, to a bulk anyway. And so I think I added to, I got up to about 2,800 calories. Okay. I mean, the bigger thing for me in the social scenes to drinking, because if I drink, that's where, you know, you start to lose control, at least for me on, you know, what I'm eating. You know, I'm pretty disciplined when it comes to food. If I'm not having, you know, a glass of wine, you know, two glasses of wine, suddenly it's like, hey, you know, pizza sounds good right now. Yeah. And so for me, I think the holidays were always kind of just keeping my drinking in check. Were there any, did you just, was that just a decision that you made or? Um, in general, I've been kind of dialing back my drinking over the last year to like minimal. I mean, I went from probably drinking, part of my job is very stressful too. So I was drinking a lot on the regularly, three drinks a day. Now I probably have that maybe three drinks a week, if that. So my alcohol consumption has gone way down, which has also led to, it's the, you know, controlling the inhibitions around food. Definitely alcohol kind of has that tendency to be like, hey, you know, we just had a beer. Let's have some tachos or whatever. Um, even, you know, the tracking helps me without because I track my alcohol too. So I'm thinking, oh, you know, I've had one drink. That's actually lowered my alcohol consumption pretty drastically as well. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I think that, you know, a lot of people get to a point where alcohol becomes kind of this de-stressor and you use it as kind of a method. So that plus, you know, working out kind of helps balance everything out, I think too. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So when you were, when you were cutting down, what did your diet look like? And were there any uh, adjustments that you had to make? Were there any struggles or obstacles that you had to overcome? You know, you started obviously with a meal plan that checked the boxes, uh, had the right calories, right macros, foods you like. How did it go though over the course of the three months? Yeah, the first three months is super strict. I think it was more about kind of getting into the groove and knowing how to do it. The diet was pretty simple. It was basically, you know, I, I don't like eating before I work out. So I, I would basically have, um, you know, I think your pulse supplement to kind of get started. Then after workout, have a protein shake and a banana. And then lunch, usually um, tuna or um, like a sandwich. And then for dinner, usually chicken breast or um and um, veggies, uh, a lot of veggies and like a potato or something, depending on what it is. And that's generally like kind of what I was eating. I was really strict the first two, three months and I didn't really kind of even go out at all. And then I started kind of figuring out how, how am I going to make this work in my regular life? Yeah. Because by that, by then you obviously had seen really good results, but it, now it's time to look for sustainability. Yeah. And so that, I mean, the first two, three months, I was pretty much just trying to follow it exactly to get super lean. 
And then I was like all about how do I make this, how do I incorporate everything into my life? And I started asking a lot of questions like, okay, well, you know, what are the physics of the diet? Like the coach gave me some advice. He's like, well, first make sure you hit your protein, then make sure you hit your fat, then put the rest of the carbs. And that kind of helps me kind of figure out how do I work it. And then I started like thinking about if I go out to have sushi with my wife, how am I going to make that work? And how do I plan that out? And how do I think about it? So I can feel like I'm not restricted in any way. Um, and so, you know, slowly just like kind of learned, okay, how do I go to a restaurant and plan for calories? And if I go there, I'll, I'll you know, um, I think one tip was also to kind of, you know, buffer, leave an extra 150 calories just to make sure if, you know, the restaurant yeah. miscalculates yeah. or gives it stuff. So that yeah, basically like if they do provide numbers, increase them by 20%. Or if you, even if you're estimating yourself, eh, just bump them up because you never know how much oil and butter is in anything. Yeah. And, and so that, you know, that, that was kind of, and also changed kind of where I went to eat. So I like, I'll go to places like steakhouses where I can order a steak and they'll have the size of the, of the steak on the menu. Yep. I'll tell them no butter. I mean, stuff like that. And that's a good little tip for people listening. Actually, um, you might be surprised how many calories steaks have at steakhouses because of how much butter these steaks are soaked in. I mean, they're basically like saturated in butter. Yeah, you got to tell them no. I mean, and, and a lot of them are co- really cool about. It. They'll tell you, hey, yeah, we cover it in butter, and they'll take it off. All those kind of like learning those kind of tips and how to kind of make it work for you is, I think, the the really hard part of going from from a strict program. Cause I, I mean, I think could have followed that strict program for another three, four months. But I think the bigger thing for me was about how do I start to work all those things into my natural every day so I can feel like I can do whatever I want and uh, not feel constricted, even though I am, I am really constricting myself. Hey, quickly, before we carry on, if you are liking my podcast, would you please help spread the word about it? Because no amount of marketing or advertising gimmicks can match the power of word of mouth. So if you are enjoying this episode and you think of someone else who might enjoy it as well, please do tell them about it. It really helps me. And if you are going to post about it on social media, definitely tag me so I can say Thank you. You can find me on Instagram at Muscle for Life Fitness, Twitter at Muscle for Life, and Facebook at Muscle for Life Fitness. And what about on the exercise side of things? How, how did your workout program start? Did you guys have to change it? Did you have to work through any issues? I think I've you know I've had a I, I hurt my shoulder you know during the program a little bit. Um, what happened? just tore a little bit of muscle tear, nothing crazy, but um, definitely had to work around that a little bit. So I laid off shoulders for a little bit and then just, you know, focused on doing legs a little bit more till that side came back, switched up the exercises. I mean, I mean, the big thing is like, you know, if you hurt yourself, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's kind of how I, you know, you're going to have a little bit of hurt and wear and tear here and there. But the question is like, how do you kind of keep going without feeling like you're going to have to stop working out for a month yeah. while that heals? And so it's like, okay. Don't let it stop you. Unless it's a catastrophic injury, you can always work around it. There are always things you can do. And usually you don't even necessarily have to stop training the muscle per se. You have to stop a certain exercise um, for a little bit, but usually you can find alternative exercises that feel totally fine. Now, in the case in the case of a muscle tear, no, but you know, if you have little nagging kind of aches and pains, those are usually very easy to work around without just having to abandon the muscle group altogether for a little bit. Yeah, but even then it was like, you know, it's like, oh, switch to this side, do more legs, move stuff around. I felt like 
there's always something you can do and it's yep. just about moving things around because yep. you know you can even get fancy like blood flow restriction if you really want to go there which anybody listening if you want to learn more about it just i wrote an article on legion athletics just search for blood flow restriction but that's for example it's great for if you're dealing with an injury and you really need to be using light weights you can make it far more effective, at least for maintaining your muscle by uh, incorporating blood flow restriction, for example. It looks kind of goofy, but it works. And you're right. It's like sometimes just a little bit of a, oh, I hurt my leg. It's not that big a deal. But like, you know, if you keep hitting it, you know, three weeks later, you're going to be in a real bad place. And so that was, I think, you know, really being able to move, oh, I'm going to move over to this muscle group, shift this around. Uh, made a big difference for me throughout the program. So where you are now and what you've achieved so far, how has it impacted other areas of your life? Well, I mean, people comment at work all the time, which is people like, what are you doing? Like, how did you do that? It's like, especially visibly, people like notice because it's such a physical transformation. I went from being 248 pounds to being 192. And not just that, I'm like, people can comment to me a lot. But I also think it made me um, feel like I'm in control of my health. I mean, biggest thing is I went to the doctor um, and I had, you know, some slight my triglycerides were really high. My triglycerides are like the 400s. Hmm. They're now sub 90. Very nice. So your doctor's happy. <laughs> yeah, my doctor asked, was like, what are you doing? I want to get on this program. <laughs> so <laughs> in general, I mean, like my health is way better than it was. Uh, and that leads to everything, you know, my, with my kids, picking my kids up or, you know, playing with them is not a I'm not winded. I don't feel like I'm run down at all. My energy levels and a lot of why I even thought about getting healthy was about making sure I'm around for my kids. I mean, that's ultimately, I think, part of this for me was about how do I get healthy for them so that I'm not in a place where my health is a problem. Yeah. And also setting a good example for them. And now they're going to grow up seeing that that's just what they're going to be used to seeing is like the super fit dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, my wife too. My wife is also really... um she, you know, she was laughing at me when I first started because I was weighing my food huh. and she's like, she's like, I'm not going to weigh my food. That's just dumb. And then, you know, about a month later, she's weighing her food with a trainer doing the same thing. <laughs> and, so, and I thought, you know, she, you know, it, it's great because we're both kind of healthy now and we're both, you know, people have come up to us both and they're like, my God, you guys are the only couple I've known who've gone from being heavy to being super thin and in shape. And, and it's great. And so, I mean, overall, I mean, we're living a different lifestyle. And we both, you know, that's the other thing I think, you know, my wife, you know, started kind of doing a lot of the same things. She didn't do the uh, the program, but she, you know, the same principles uh, she's implying and we're, we live both very cleanly. We eat the same way now. And that really helps too. It makes a huge difference for both of us. That's awesome. Has it impacted your, uh, I'm sure it has. So how has it impacted your eh, psychology, like your, your mood, your confidence? What have you noticed there? I don't mind taking my shirt off, I mean, which is something I never would have ever thought I would feel comfortable doing, going to a beach or going to a, sitting out at a pool, something I would have never felt comfortable in my body. So, I mean, there's definitely that. Definitely more confident in physical situations and, you know, exercise and moving around and doing stuff. Work, at, you know, it, but, the, you know, there's also this um, intangible thing I think you get from being in shape and being healthy that people pick up on when they interact with you. You're more confident. You feel my general, like my stress level is way down. So I think, you know, people think I'm way calmer and I'm chill, you know, especially in my job. I think people notice me being much more happy and positive. And uh, even in a high stress situation, I'm, I'm just way more calm than I was maybe a year ago. Makes sense. I mean, you're, what you've been doing is adapting your 
your body to higher and higher levels of stress. I mean, that's essentially what you're doing with with exercise in particular, right? And that spills over to the to the psychological side as well. Like there's definitely a connection there. Yeah. I mean, I was in a really high stress role uh, for, you know, for years and I, uh, my body took the brunt of it. And now I'm kind of rolled it all back. And, you know, people are commenting to me like, you're super happy and you're pumped up and your energy level is great. And you're, you know, encouraging people to do all things they didn't used to do. And so it's a, a pretty tremendous effect in my life. It's just like hard to sum it up in two, three words, you know, or sure, even yeah. in a couple sentences. It's it just, it's so pervasive. And sometimes it's not even, um, you know, apparent to you, you know, other people will come up to you and comment to you like, man, you're really, you're really happy. And I'm like, ah, I guess I am. Yeah. I, I, I feel really good. about it. <laughs> You know, cause you don't, you know, you start, to, it becomes so natural to you that you feel that way. Yeah. That you're just not, you're not thinking about it as a very first class kind of thing. It's just, yeah, this is how life is now. You know, oh yeah. When you want to go do something on the weekend and go hiking or, you know, go out and do stuff. Oh yeah. That's, that's no problem. Whereas, you know, I might've been like, eh, I'm going to stay home, not do some stuff. I'm more open to doing stuff now too and exploring than I was probably about a year ago too. That's great. That's interesting. I mean, it makes sense if you're feeling better, it's just in general, then you're, you're more interested in engaging with the world. And when you don't feel so good, you are less interested in engaging with the world. Have you noticed also that, um, I'm sure you do. I just, I think it's one of the unsung benefits. One of the big benefits of being in great shape that you kind of have to experience to realize is just not having to have attention on your body, really not having to work, knowing that you have nothing really to worry about. Even if you catch your reflection in a mirror, previously, well, I mean, I can say, I just know working with a lot of people like that alone could just be a, almost like a jab where they just, they don't like what they see. But if you were to, if you were to add up all the time and all the energy that, and and again, I'll speak with just uh, speak for people that I've worked with previously that they would spend every day just kind of worrying about their body or feeling bad about their body or feeling bad for themselves. All that just goes away once you get into good shape. And now you have this newfound amount of energy and attention to put on other things that are positive. Yeah. I mean, definitely for me, I felt that more around like health in general. I mean, I used to worry about going to the doctor, yeah. you know, oh, what am I going to hear? Am I going to hear my blah, blah, blah. I got to do something different. So from that perspective, I definitely feel like I don't worry about that anymore. You know, that, that worry, that energy you spend on worrying is pretty substantial. And to have it just taken away all of a sudden is like, wow, now I got all this energy to apply elsewhere. I definitely have felt that for my health overall, uh, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a huge point. Um, You know, my my wife's grandpa died just recently uh, of cancer and she was kind of just like, she was saying stuff just kind of freaks her out. And I was, you know, I was saying, I understand, but um, you know, she in both of our cases, right? I was like, look, if you're talking about us, we do everything that we're supposed to do. We exercise, we eat right. We don't destroy ourselves with stress and we take supplements to help with our health and blah, blah, blah. So for me personally, if I get cancer one day, then oh, well, I mean, I'll say that right now where I'm not worried about it because like, I guess that was, I guess that was just meant to be or something. And I don't, there's nothing, there's nothing you could point to that's like, yeah, of course you fucking have cancer. You're an alcoholic and you smoked two pack of cigarettes. Like, what did you expect? You know what I mean? But I think when you do a good job taking care of your health, you can let go of that stuff. At least for me, I found that and, and legitimately not worry about it because it's kind of like similar to what you were saying earlier with diet. Once you started to understand the mechanics, you were able to kind of disassociate from 
food or, or be able to see food a bit more objectively and and see it as something you can use as opposed to something that's using you. I think that again, I've experienced this at least a similar a similar type of effect with health where. I understand the big levers I can pull to positively impact my health and I'm working on all of those. And so what is there to worry about? Worrying doesn't even, it actually, not only do I not need to worry, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to worry. There's nothing that I haven't, I'm not shoving things into the memory hole, chanting affirmations all day about how healthy I am and how I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm you know what I mean? Cause you don't have to, if, if you're doing all the right things, there's no part of you that's nagging saying, Hey, you're lying to yourself just so you know, hey, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, you just made me think about, uh, you know, one of the things is that, you know, when you're unhealthy, you're constantly looking for the boogeyman. And, you know, you're constantly worried, at least I was constantly worried about, like, all these things come out of the woodwork. And I think just getting healthy is, you know, you kind of go, eh, you know, I don't really have to worry about that. I'll be fine. And I think also, you know, one of the things that was unique about your books that I, I really kind of appreciated was the level of research um, and the quotes of articles because there's so much crap out there about health in general. I mean, you, every day there's an article in the, you know, in the news about how you get cancer from this, that, this. And it's, you know, it's kind of nice to have someone actually have kind of pulled together a bunch of research for you to kind of say, hey, this is, this is what all of this is really telling you. You know, it just kind of made me think of what you, you're talking about. It's like the more intellectually armed you are with information about your health, the better off you're going to be. And I think that's a, that's a big difference, both whether it comes from diet or even, you know, even from cancer or whatever, you know, being informed is what makes the difference, I think, ultimately. And yeah, you could get unlucky, but, you know, if you know what you're doing and you kind of, you know, if you're drinking and smoking every day, yeah, eventually you're, you're putting yourself at risk. But if you know what your risks are and you're managing them and you're, you know, you kind of go, ah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. And because that's what you do every day. When you drive to work every day, that's what you're doing. <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a, you know, the probability is, is low, but there's always a chance that anything, you know, something bad could happen. But when you go, all right, well, I'm a good driver and this, that, and the whatever. And, and so that's just, you know, that's, that's life. There's, there's a little bit of risk and everything, but yes, if you can minimize that risk, then worrying just becomes not only counterproductive, but really it, it just becomes unnecessary. It, it's very hard for us to delude ourselves. It's easy to lie to other people and trick other people into believing things, but it's very hard to do that to ourselves. And so, yes, if you are drinking a lot and smoking a lot, there's always a part of you that knows this is a bad idea. This is a bad decision. I'm making a mistake right now. And you could quantify it. You know, somebody out there could quantify it and say that your base rate of this or that disease has now gone up by X percent. But you know that intuitively. And so I think, again, it takes a lot of energy and a lot of attention to keep whacking that mole. Every time it pops up, whack it down, whack it down. It's something you have to constantly keep your eye on. But then once you free yourself of that, you, I just think, again, it's very liberating to not have to play that whack-a-mole game with yourself. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it definitely pushed a lot of that health stuff aside just by, you know, being educated, but also being, you're right, it's, it's about being in control some ways. I mean, like getting your car, you know what you're doing. Yeah, there, random things could happen, but if you're in control, you feel like it's a decision you're making. Exactly. And that's where the tracking stuff comes in too. I think, you know, it's like that for me was like, well, now I'm making a decision on what I'm eating, right? Versus, and I'm informed and I understand the inputs and the outputs of it all, all together, kind of all comes together that way. So it's, it's great. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, that's, that's everything that I wanted to ask you about. Is there anything else that you'd like to add anything that we didn't uh, cover that you think we should talk about? Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, I just want to thank you. I mean, really, if I hadn't kind of turned on to your book, I wouldn't have been turned on a lot of great stuff. And so 
even your podcast, there's a bunch of great stuff that I've been turned on to. Like that estrogenics book was really great and a bunch of other stuff that I think. Yeah, that, that's good information. That's something that uh, isn't, isn't spoken about much. I was pretty happy to get him on the show and to break that down. Yeah, no, it was, it's, a, it's awesome. Plus the, you know, I think uh, the mindless eating book was also another great one you turned me on to, which I thought was, you know, probably super impactful in my life too. So um, both were really helpful. Awesome. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Okay. Well, thanks again, Jared. I appreciate you taking the time and uh, great job again on what you did and what you're, what you're doing now. And that's cool that you got your wife into it and it's cool. It's great. It's a great story. Hey there, it is Mike again. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it interesting and helpful. And if you did and don't mind doing me a favor and want to help me make this the most popular health and fitness podcast on the internet, then please leave a quick review of it on iTunes or wherever you're listening from. This not only convinces people that they should check the show out, it also increases its search visibility and thus helps more people find their way to me and learn how to build their best bodies ever too. And of course, if you want to be notified when the next episode goes live, then just subscribe to the podcast and you won't miss out on any of the new goodies. Lastly, if you didn't like something about the show, then definitely shoot me an email at mike at muscleforlife.com and share your thoughts on how you think it could be better. I read everything myself and I'm always looking for constructive feedback, so please do reach out. All right, that's it. Thanks again for listening to this episode and I hope to hear from you soon. And lastly, this episode is brought to you by me. (laughs) Seriously though, I'm not big on promoting stuff that I don't personally use and believe in, so instead I'm going to just quickly tell you about something of mine. Specifically, my 100% natural post-workout supplement recharge. Recharge helps you gain muscle and strength faster and recover better from your workouts. And it's also naturally sweetened and flavored and it contains no artificial food dyes, fillers, or other unnecessary junk. All that is why it has over 700 reviews on Amazon with a four and a half star average and another 200 on my website, also with a four and a half star average. So if you want to be able to push harder in the gym, train more frequently and get more out of your workouts, then you wanna head over to www.legionathletics.com and pick up a bottle of Recharge today. And just to show how much I appreciate my podcast peeps, use the coupon code podcast at checkout and you will save 10% on your entire order. And lastly, you should also know that I have a very simple 100% money back guarantee that works like this. You either love my stuff or you get your money back, period. You don't have to return the products. You don't have to fill out forms. You don't have to jump through any other hoops or go through any other shenanigans. So you really can't lose here. Head over to www.legionathletics.com now place your order and see for yourself why my supplements have thousands of rave reviews all over the internet. And if for whatever reason, they're just not for you, contact us and we will give you a full refund on the spot.